Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Oh, back to school. Back to school. Those who begin sentences with so... I was just going to say that one. Incorrect. Right. Why do we just need that? Incorrect. Right. right. So has yeah. a specific meaning. Right. It's not for the beginning of right. every sentence. Right. Yeah. No, the noun is resiliency. The noun is resiliency? Yeah. What are your thoughts on ain't? Uh, it ain't a word. That. The only time you should use it in print is in a quote. There's a there's a phrase that I've always sort of wondered about. You know when you... you so, he, he's a friend of mine. Oh. If you say he's a friend of Eric. Yes. Isn't that proper? Isn't a friend of Eric's redundant? If he belongs to Eric, that's what the of means. It's possessive. Grammar deep dive in yes. AP Perillo yep. English. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a shot right there, right? Like, what, I'm not capable of teaching an English class? I know you just got on a blog and just wrote on your own. <laughs> Some of us had to go to college and learn how to do it. Ooh. Elitism. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. Gonna put it out there right now. We're gonna need your help today. Okay. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna need a little help from the listeners. I want to apologize. Paul unfiltered. won't be getting into any arguments with Fred or Mike. Nope. Because neither of them they they both big timed us this week. Largely because n- neither is here. Yeah. Um. So I'm Eric Scalavino. That's Paul Perillo. And that's the show. And there you go, folks. We will see you on Thursday. Now uh, Matt Morell is producing as always behind the glass, but uh, we're we're running a little lean today. Which is not not like us normally, especially with like you know this big lead up to the draft and all the stuff we were talking about just a little while ago in a, in a yeah inter office meeting there with the players becoming available, the off season program getting underway next week, the draft coming up shortly thereafter. Oof, I'm already tired, Paul. Just thinking about from all this stuff. The show. Oh, I thought just from carrying the show. No, my back's still fine. I, I got those one yeah. of those weightlifting belts. You know, you got to keep that, keep the right posture. But um, starting yeah, to be some activity, started, a little um, bit. you know, around the stadium next week yeah. is kind of the unofficial yeah. start of the off-season program. You know, there's been some work going on individually with players, rehabbing. mostly uh, injured players yeah. rehabbing, but. Next week, I believe, is the start of the time frame that Patriots players can start to come back to the facility officially, start working out. Yep, you phase get one, phase two, phase, phase three, one, all that stuff. You get into the OTAs, yep. and we will have um, some access to OTAs coming up later next month. Mm-hmm. So that's still a ways off. But the draft is around the corner, Eric, just a little over two weeks away. Yeah. Um, on Friday... We will have uh, a press conference, a, a video conference, to be precise, with uh, the the new director of uh, player personnel. Personnel, yes, Matt player Grow. personnel. Yep. Uh, so we will get a chance to speak with Matt. Well, you guys will because Mike yes. and I will be. Uh, You'll be big time me on Friday. Mike's on vacation now. Right. I will be on vacation uh, starting on Thursday, uh, but uh, we will have um, some interaction with players and coaches and personnel in the the days leading up to the draft and then obviously we'll have a lot of stuff for you come draft weekend yeah uh since our last show uh i i don't recall seeing much in the way of uh, groundbreaking major news announcements uh around this team have you no so that's where we are with that (laughs) um yeah i don't think we haven't had a lot even around the nfl it's been a little quiet um, the last few days. I mean, there was 
there was the big I'd, I'd say probably the biggest news was the the tragic uh news of of Dwayne Haskins death uh did you at all see like to me I I I just heard at first that you know Dwayne has sort of a news headline Dwayne Haskins dead at what was he 24 something like 24, that 24 yeah it's gonna be 25 and, uh, and in a couple weeks. my mind immediately like I didn't see any other details it was just like a an announcement on my phone uh news alert that came through and I'm like what what the hell happened so I'm, my mind is racing with all this stuff and then I heard that he got hit by a car down, actually, in, down actually, in Florida. Actually, a dump truck, I believe. Uh, wow. I mean, you don't normally hear... Interstate. What was, what, that was the part what that was caused going me on. to go Yeah, wild. what was going on? Yeah, um, obviously tragic. 24-year-old. Um, it's rare when you find um, so many people to speak so glo- glowingly about uh, an individual. And, you know, his teammates in Pittsburgh and Washington... Um, you know, some of which were really, I mean, Chase Claypool uh, was really um, affected by it. Um, it's tragic to lose somebody that young with a whole life in front of them. And, you know, football aside, who cares? Yeah. Um, but, you know, just to have uh, life taken away like that is uh, obviously, um, you know, just tragic. And, you know, we throw that word around a lot, and sometimes these things aren't tragedies. Sometimes they're, you know, so that this one really uh, seems to be a tragedy. And, um, there was a little bit of a kerfuffle um, over the weekend with the the news of the uh, the death. Um, I think it was first. I think Haskins' agent informed Adam Schefter, whose original tweet was something along the lines of, "Former standout at Ohio State who failed to catch on in Washington and Pittsburgh has died," according to his agent, and explained how. Mm. Well, people didn't like that. Got very upset. Didn't like Adam. the tone of the. Uh, Got very upset that Adam Schefter would take the time of his death to include his football details uh, of stuff. his, yeah. you know, quote unquote failed NFL career. Mm. Um, which I would totally agree. I think it's in poor taste. I don't think there's any need. Like what? It right. didn't help your tweet. It yeah. didn't aid your tweet. Right. Certainly seemed like you kind of went out of your way to say, well, he's been a bust. Yeah. Right. right? Like, right. like why? T- like why? Time and place. Yeah. It, time and, and a like, place for that. Now, kind. do I think it was anywhere near the reaction, you know, worthy of the reaction that it got? No. I mean, the guy, I, I think I think it was, like I said, uh, in poor taste. I don't think it was necessary at all. I would certainly agree with everyone who says, what are you doing, Adam Schefter? But, like, my God, I mean, the pitchforks were out. He had to mm. retract it. Um, offered an apology. Certainly seemed like a pretty heartfelt apology, but nonetheless, you know, um, I'm, I'm not sure that you know it was, he was guilty of a war crime or anything. But hey, these these are the times. Now, the one that was really uh, tough to to listen to was was Gil Brandt, um, who was on a podcast and asked about it and was very critical of Haskins. This one, I'm going to say, okay. What this was he, after the fact? This was the same day, Saturday. Oh. Um, what he said um, was, I, I mean, I think horrific. I mean, he, he basically, I think the, the phrase he used, he lived to die. He, In other words. The lifestyle he led was. This was inevitable. Hmm. Like, it, and, and by the way, everybody else that talked about this was sort of talking about the opposite. Like, the guy couldn't do enough for charity, was reading to kids at schools. Um, really, you know, t- sort of um, ingratiating himself in the fabric of the community in Pittsburgh, and it was actually 
thr- he was actually in Florida at workouts, much yeah. like Mac Jones. Yep. He's at workouts yep. with Pittsburgh and with Mitchell Trubisky and throwing to the receivers mm-hmm. like Claypool I had mentioned. Yeah. Uh, you know, I and Gil Brandt comes out with this really bizarre kind of well, you know, you kind of get what you you know, that, that's that's what you get when you live that kind of life was basically he left school early when everybody told him not to. Yeah. And that's basically his he connected the two. He'd be alive today if he didn't leave school early. Now, his exact his, comment is maybe if he stayed in school a year, he wouldn't do silly things like jogging on the highway. Right. Now, here's what I would say about that. That, to me, is far more offensive than anything Adam Schefter did. However, the guy's 90 years old. Like. Came I, from I, a different time. He, well, just who knows where he's coming from. He's 90. Hmm. Yeah. I don't even know if, you know, maybe he doesn't even have his faculty. I, I yeah. don't know. It could be anything. Again. Despicable comments, but that was that was kind of what what happened uh, over the weekend um, in relation to the Haskins situation. I know Ohio State plans to honor him mm. uh, at their spring game. Mike Tomlin, you know, was 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 moved. You know, now I'm looking at the TV. You got some stuff with Cam Newton, by the way, which far more offensive than anything that happened over the weekend with Gil Brandt or Adam Schefter was this guy in in 1938 uh, talking about women, uh, Cam Newton. Yeah, um, but. You know, we'll get to that in a minute, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was that was uh, just sort of jarring news to get uh, over the weekend because, you know, yeah, when you th- when I thought of Dwayne Haskins before that, I always remember the, you know, the guy who it was, I think it was when he was with Washington and was celebrating the end of, uh, of, a, of a game and went over to a fan and was taking pictures and they needed him to go back in the game or something. Like there was – I think that helped lead to his, you know, getting – getting booted out of Washington, if, if my memory's right. But, um, you know, you guys have – there have been plenty of examples of guys who've been great college players, and for whatever reason it didn't work out much in the pros. Uh, especially, like, he was a first-round pick, right, with Washington? Oh, yeah, 15th overall. Right. Same, uh, same as Mac Jones. So it's not, it's, not like, it's not like he's the only guy who's ever, you know – no. Not lived up to expectations. And, and, but and I know he had a thing um, toward the end of his tenure in Washington. There was some situation where after a game, as part of his birthday, I think he was out late night on a Sunday night after the game at a gentleman's club. You know, that caused some pro- – but as far as I know, that's like the worst thing that I've read about Dwayne hmm. Haskins in Frankly, that ain't all that bad. Yeah. Um, no, that I know of. Again, right. I'm no expert yeah. on Dwayne Haskins, yeah, but yeah. I don't know of any off-field incidents in terms of uh, legal troubles, mm-hmm. uh, problems, you know, with women, violence right. against women, any kind of DUI. Right. I, I've heard nothing, nothing bad. Like, like the certainly right. nothing like the Watson situation. I've heard nothing like that. bad about Dwayne Haskins. So, for like, you know, for Gil Brandt to like say, well, yeah. you know, everybody told him he should stay in school because he didn't have the work ethic, and then he left. Like. And then, who I, who cares about this? Like he was invited to the draft and he he turned it down because he hosted his own draft party mm. at a bowling alley that he charged fifty dollars to get in. Mm-hmm. Was that for charity or what's just the like, problem? Yeah, who cares? Like he decided not to go to the NFL's draft. Yeah, so he could host his own party yeah. on his own. Yeah, and you didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, like again, the, the guy's that, ninety years old. I right. cut him some slack. Right, but anyway, that's that was that was to me the the big headline over the weekend. And it was just like you don't expect to hear like a young person like that, 
dying. So like, and I didn't know the details no, at the even time. My, even my kids, who were kind of unaffected by anything, were like, mm. "Wow, he's like twenty four years old." Yeah, because like, well, he's you know, he's Will, not too much older than them. Will's seventeen, right? And he was like, "Wow, he's twenty four years old." Yeah, uh, that kind of stuff goes through your mind. Now he was, I guess, what'd you say, Matt? He was jogging on the highway. Yeah, Interstate five ninety five. Gil Brand said by yeah. Fort Lauderdale. I think in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. But can you? I mean, like. I don't know. I, 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 there's a lot of reasons that you can come up with, but like I, I don't see too many people jogging on interstates. No, maybe it was was it early in the morning, like when there was mm-hmm. like little, very light traffic, or maybe it was was it dark out. I mean, I don't know what could have caused it, but you just all these things run through your mind, and you're just like, wow. I mean, just how quickly, how you know, don't mean to get saccharine here, but how precious it is. You know, every day you d- can't take anything for granted. I mean. I'm sure he didn't wake up that morning thinking that that was going to be it. Um, I don't know. So sorry to bring everybody down, but that was the big uh, that was the big NFL news that uh, that transpired over the weekend. I thought uh, just minor Patriots related thing. I thought I heard somebody say this morning that Brandon King that is correct waved goodbye to the Fonz of New England, signed with Indianapolis. So he's going up to Lucas Oil. Yeah, over there. So bye bye, Brandon. Glad we got that story in before he left. So that was. That was good. <laughs> Across the way and give the fist bump to the fans. <laughs> Thanks, Brondon, for your service, both on and off the field. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, very light. We've got uh, – we welcome any and all games in this show oh, today. Especially today. We're going to need you know, some help. We're going to need a little entertainment uh, to help everybody out. Um, 855-PATS-500, the usual phone number to give us a call, webradio at patriots.com. Um Baseball, are you happy that baseball started again? I know you're a you're like huge ba- into the baseball. I like baseball, Paul. and is typically the case. I watched much of the opening day game. And, and that was seen, about it. I haven't seen a lot since. I did watch a little of the game yesterday for the Red Sox. Um, they haven't been hitting at all, but you know, it's good to have baseball back. I think uh, you know the, the more sports that are going on and, and uh, vibrant, I would say, the better it is for those of us that are in the sports media business. Yeah. Uh, and I did. Uh, I was at a uh, uh, little Palm Sunday gathering with some people from church over the weekend, and they had uh, they had the TV on and and the Masters, so we got to see a little bit of the the Sunday. I watched a ton of, of Masters of Tiger. O- over the weekend. Yeah, uh, he looked like he was pretty rough shape by the end there. Yeah, right? he was w- walking yeah, off. Yeah, uh, I, I thought know. with every bogey, the grimaces got a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's a lot more. Of that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh, yeah. Um, I. Listen, I I enjoy Tiger. I I root for him to be um, contending in every event, especially the majors. I don't, however, subscribe to the oh, what a miracle it was that he even participated. In. Like he had a horrific injury that was self-inflicted, by the way. When um, was that exactly? Fourteen months ago. Uh, and he he came back from it, and he played in a tournament, mm. um, and clearly wasn't ready to play in it, and didn't play well. Like he had one decent round on on the opening day, yeah. and then he was right. uh, over right. over par every day after mm-hmm. that. Yep. Um, which makes sense. Like he hasn't played competitive golf in fourteen months. It's a significant injury that he's trying to come back from. So I'm sure the pain and discomfort intensified as the weekend went on. But my God, you'd think that he, you know, was a war hero coming yeah. back the way that he it was covered 
Am I right, Matt? Did you watch? I watched pretty much all weekend. He was in the featured group on the website all weekend. And that's fun. Listen, well, that's what people want to see. I want. I mean, I I would rather have watched that than than you know, say the the second or third groups that aren't. And you know, obviously Scheffler was was leading, so I want to see him. But I didn't really need to see as much of say like Charles Schwartzel uh, as I saw all weekend. Because he happened to be on the periphery of contention, you know, it was kind of cool. The last day, uh, McElroy and Morikawa, who both played really well, McElroy was unbelievable on Sunday, eight under. Um, yeah, show me those shots instead of Tiger, which they didn't show a lot of Tiger on Sunday. Um, but let's just pump the brakes on, you know, what a miracle it is that he would. And I don't know if you heard this one, Matt. And I know this is my buddy Felger has been all over this, and I certainly would not go to the the extremes that Mike I rarely go to the extremes that Mike does on anything but I don't know if you heard that the Masters tough course to walk I heard I mean, that I once or twice a couple of times I mean yeah. he golfed <laughs> okay I I golfed on Sunday and I I would you know with, with the 50 mile an hour winds that were smacking me in the face and every one of my my drives by the way every shot was into the wind I don't know how that works I don't know how we never changed directions once. I didn't have one shot. That, the wind that clearly had it out for you. That's why. Yeah, they're out to Every get direction. Me. No, but in all seriousness, um, it was great to see Tiger back out there. I just thought that the fawning was a little bit, a little bit much. Expected though, no. Yeah. Expected. It's like a, this is like a full sports reset here. Baseball yeah, why not? back. The Masters. Well, it's the off season, Paulie. We got to do it. We got to. We got to talk about stuff. Your your basketball's over with. You know. I, I know. I know. And I and I did tell you uh, off air. Uh, got a chance to take in a play. On Friday night, it yes, you did. I was very, I was very impressed. It's at the Opera House, I saw uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. It was very good, very good. High and, marks. And you even had some star power in the show, no? Richard Thomas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it wasn't really all that much star power for me, but everybody, everybody else <laughs> knew that he was like in the Waltons. I'm like, right. I never saw the Waltons, so I don't know. Really? Yeah. Is he John Boy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he was Atticus Mansion. He was uh, really, really good. It was, it was a fun night. We had a fun night. And uh, at the same time that the the Frozen Four was going on, the NCAA hockey is mm-hmm. it was in Boston this weekend, mm. and never uh, heard anything about that on the news. <laughs> it was cool, well, because there were all Western teams in it. It was Denver, Michigan, Minnesota State, yeah. Minnesota, and the amount of Minnesota sweatshirts uh, in golf, I uh, mean, um, hockey sweaters that you saw walking around Boston was amazing. Friday night, I love that term, hockey sweater, the sweater. I mean, I'm a sweater guy, but I don't wear a hockey sweater. Yeah, they're a little. It's not my little thing. Different it's a little, little, little different kind of sweater. Um, yeah, so you you got a little culture in you this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I you know me. I, I enjoy. I usually go once or twice a year uh, to a a musical or a mm-hmm. play of some sort. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not just uh, totally and not not 100 percent sports all the time. No, maybe 99.9. Yeah. But yeah, last week I saw Dear Evan Hansen. Dear is, Evan yeah, Hansen. It's a. Uh, it, it it's uh, ultimately an uplifting message, but the theme of the the show is about uh, teenage suicide. Oh, great! So nothing uh, you know, nothing says no. uplifting like a suicide. However, tomorrow night, Paulie, I'm going to see the uh, the Temptation show. Ain't too proud. Oh which yeah, I know you. I, I know it, you like and that. that uh, and that was definitely something that Beth and I had talked about checking out as well. Yeah. So uh, we got to amuse ourselves this time of year, guy. That, that's. The, the time's short because before we know it, we're going to be out there watching, like you said earlier, OTAs, mini camp. Then we got the b- little brief break, and then training camp. I don't want to 
Don't mean to rush it by any means, believe me, but it's going by quick. Um, the other thing we, we, uh, we're going to jump on from last show that still has legs, according to uh, some people who are... The grammar police? The grammar police still. So if you have any pet peeves about grammar, like we were talking about the other day, people are still writing in, like Bert from Burton Island. Uh, he's got <laughs> three grammar items, three okay. grammar. Most three of my right. life around these parts, we've said, I'm going to the prom. Uh, S- suddenly, th- that is correct. Suddenly, I guess we're becoming British, as it's often now. I'm going to prom. Yeah, and I think that's uh, different parts of the country uh, do that. I think there are different ways to say that. We definitely say the prom. The right. Yeah, uh, and, I, but I think a lot of other places in the country just say prom. Really? Uh, now I'm even starting to hear he had to go to hospital. Oh, that's kind this of this sounds funny. mental to me. <laughs> he says uh, my biggest pet peeve though is disinterested which had a perfectly functional definition, which had nothing to do with uninterested, until everyone decided it was more intelligent sounding to say uninterested. Probably a lost cause. Lastly, how do you two pronounce... <laughs> I just go, no interest. <laughs> right, that's, that's, that's <laughs> what you said. No interest. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, how do you pronounce, and I'll spell it for you, V-A-N-I-L-L-A? V-A-Vanilla. V- say it again? Vanilla. Vanilla. Not Vanilla. Oh, okay. See, my sister disagrees, but I say it's vanilla. That's how I would say it. As Paulie says. And I don't care about the spelling or what the dictionary says, kind of like I'll always say Sherbert. Well, that's because you're from Burton Island. You should be from Sherburton Island. Um, what, do, what would you I say? say? I, I say vanilla. I, I don't. I, I mean, I'm not telling you it's wrong. I'm just hmm. saying I would say vanilla. Vanilla and chocolate. I've heard, yeah, I've heard, I've heard, know plenty of people that say it. Yeah. That way. And that's, I think, maybe a New England thing, vanilla. Maybe. Because it sounds like a little bit of an accent. But, well, but, that but would be vanilla. No, vanilla. Yeah. Megan would say it that way. Uh, no, I'd say vanilla. It's very vanilla. Just say it the way it's spelled. Well, I mean, not all words just no, it's not. said the way they're spelled. No, that's true. That's oh, true. my God. Who, Who cares? Hey, hey, hey. Cares? Guy. Guy. <laughs> they're writing in. Can't stop them. Can't suppress freedom of speech, you right? You can. You don't have to read them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, I mean, like I'm the Elon Musk of this show. I'm, I'm all for freedom of speech, which is what we're giving Bill in D.C., who's on the Ace Ticket Hotline. What's up, Bill? Yeah, hey, Jen. So I'm actually really down with this whole because my Ph.D. is in linguistics. Oh, oh, oh geez. And I wanted to chime in on yeah. uh, what, what Fred does. Oh, well, he does a lot so, of things, so you have to be a little more specific. <laughs> um, on the... That, the guy that wrote in about diphthongs, yeah, he's on the right track. Mm-hmm. What Fred does is called monothongization. <laughs> it's when you take a regular diphthong, like that a meant the other thing. With, you know, with two vowel sounds in it, and you shorten it down to one vowel sound. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys have heard it in Pittsburgh when people say like downtown instead of downtown. Yeah, and I, I would say that they say Bill Cower, Cow. Car. Cow power. Yeah. Like they, they, make they shorten that, it. They, they make both of those one syllables. Right. Right. In Pittsburgh. It's a, they it's they a say that all the time. Mm-hmm. Of, that, of that speech variety. So it was, it's interesting to me is didn't Fred grow up as like a New York kid and a loyal fan of the Jets? He grew up all over the place. He grew up on Cape Cod. He grew up in New yeah, Jersey. He spent time in New Jersey and Cape in Rhode Cod Island when he was young. Yeah. Went to school in Florida, came back to Boston. He's been all over the place whoever won he rooted for that's basically, basically though that's line. that's the story of his sports that's why he works life, for the though, patriots yeah. now because they win right 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 so I, I just it's interesting he speaks like people in the north like western pennsylvania through cleveland up to detroit 
I don't know why, but I wouldn't say he's wrong. I would mm. just say it's a very minority way of speaking. I, I would say he's wrong. That's what I, I just like. I <laughs> we just, just like, like arguing. I with just him. like to go with he's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you guys. So would you say <laughs> our lads or our lads? I say our. I right. Yeah. Austin, it's a diphthong to me, but mm. like I recognize some people say it differently. And, you know, as a language, like you can't say they're wrong. It's just like it's usage. Yeah, I, I I agree, I agree. Yeah. I think I still I, I still think he's wrong with the hour last. Well, shut up! I do too. <laughs> Fred contributing uh, from Paul, afar. On the thing about how the radio announcers or, or like television announcers will like point to like the the glove, like the ball goes off the glove rather than like the second baseman himself. Yeah. So it's uh, in English, you usually topicalize the subject. It's usually like you know like. Paul knows so much about sports, or, you know, yep. Scal is a bon vivant. So you have a topic, who's the subject, and then you have someone kind of comment right. that modifies it, it. And they put stuff in the but, passive tense. Well, what you can do is if you shift it around, you can kind of refocus the attention. And I, from what I understand, uh, changing it to, like, off the ball of the sec, off the glove of the second baseman, it's a way to sort of communicate in early radio the visuals if you were there. You're focusing the mental eye on the glove and a ball bouncing off of it as opposed to, like, what the guy did. Kind of like, you know, moving from left to right is the fullback. It gives the visual sense. And I think a lot of my sense is that TV guys maintain those old radio creating a visual things. Yeah, no, mm. you might you might be right because the way you just said that too, moving to left from left to right is the fullback. I've heard yeah. that. That's yeah. another tick that I've absolutely heard. Yeah. Um. So you might be right. It might be something that they're trained to do, but it's it's annoying. It is annoying because, like, you know, I worked uh, when I worked in television news. Like, it's so. It's funny how you get sort of like a groupthink mentality when, like, you've seen people on television speak this way. So now you get on television and you feel like you have to speak in a certain way and accent certain well, words and do things like it's that's a, it's a different a thing. That, that's trying like I'm talking about the phraseology as opposed to how you like I don't yeah. care how you say it. Yeah, I don't think it's you know. I think Bill makes a good point because I I, I think that it's something that is it happens by too many of them for it mm. to be a coincidence. It's probably something that they're trained to do. Yeah. And I don't think it's proper, like, not that it's improper English, but it's not. It's awkward. Yeah, it's awkward. It, it's yeah. awkward syntax, and it's like, it's sort of not the way anybody, it's not colloquial. It's yeah. not the way anybody would speak. It almost sounds like old English. Yeah, you know, and, you know. Middle English. I don't know why everything is passive, and I don't know why everything is in the future. Like, hmm. he will retire the side. No, he just did. It's over. It happened. <laughs> you know, like, to me, it's just not right. <laughs> is there is there a delay in the broadcast? Are you not seeing it? Are you predicting it? What's going on? Uh, all right, Bill. So, anything else? Uh, well, I'll tell you my one pet peeve, and it's not that I think it's wrong. I just I prefer something else. But the regularization of English verbs, like I like that the bell was rung, the candle was lit, the book was read, and making everything regular now, like lighted, kind of bugs me. It seems like a, I don't know. You lose a lot of the flavor of older English verbs. So that's my sort of big pet peeve hmm. these days. I hadn't noticed that one. You see that in like people speaking or in, in more in writing? It's the writing, in fact, like the New York Times style guide. So yeah. a lot of the journalistic style guides now require you to regularize things. And I guess it's good for non-English speakers. Like if people get confused by how irregular verbs are. Mm. But I don't know. It's kind of like 
the literature I, I grew I grew up reading, I'm losing we're losing those awards slowly but surely. Based on the fiction that the New York that. Times publishes every day, that's the least of their issues. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Jen. Fred's not here. I could get All away right, with that. Yeah, he won't give you the. That is a lot of fake news back there. <laughs> oh, we haven't heard from him in a while, huh? Hey, and shadow band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, back to the what emails. Are, are, like we have like a linguistics expert. We to, have to everybody chime Paul. into the show. We like, always do. It's just we we perform such a valuable service. It, it's true. It's a public service announcement for the for our fans. Uh, this is Reno from Reno. Doesn't say where. No, his name is Reno. His no, name was Reno. I'm just going to go with Reno, like uh, Burton from Burton Island. Yeah. Uh, the closer we get to the draft, the more I feel like it's going to be a wide receiver in the first round. Well, that's very optimistic thinking. The more we get closer to it, the more I think there's not going to be a first round pick. <laughs> um, <coughs> I know we got Parker, but I feel like BB knows Mac needs a playmaker. What do you all think? Can we still get a starting caliber outside corner in the second round? Probably not. Yeah, I'd rather get him in the first round. I think you have a better chance of getting a starting caliber wide receiver in the second round than cornerback. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, we've been saying this since the start, and I know Mike and I, um, along with Matisse Bauman, who's been joining us on our, our guy. draft podcast previews, yep. on all of our uh, podcasts so far, uh, it seems like beyond quarterback, it's like, yeah, no, definitely. Wide receiver, yep. Offensive line, yep. Defensive line, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, tackle, run stuffing, you know, to tackle. Oh, a linebacker, yeah. Like, there's really not a lot of positions that I would say, well, there's no way they'll take that. Right. I don't think there's any way they'd take a quarterback in the first round. Right. I don't think there's any way they'd take a running back in the first round. But beyond that. Tight end. You can make an, you can make an argument. It. Yeah, I mean, tight end, probably not. You can make an argument for virtually anything else. Yeah, not a keeker, though. No, not like the Raiders did back in the day with Seabass. No. No. Janikowski. Dumb. Dumb. Uh, Sam in Toronto here. With the receiver market exploding lately, do you think this will lead to Bill investing more draft capital into receivers to keep the cupboard stocked with younger, cheaper talent, along with a couple of veterans similar to what he's been doing with the running backs in recent years, recent history? He wants to do what now? Say that? I mean, I, the, the, off the, yep. the yep. explosion it's, of the receiver right. contracts. Do you think Bill will – Invest more draft capital into receivers to keep the cupboard stocked with younger, cheaper talent, along with a couple of veterans similar to what he's been doing with the running backs. So you've got your stable of running backs, a couple of veterans, but you always have the younger guys to, in the wings. I mean, we'll see. I, I No, I don't think that he will. I, I think that there's a chance that they, they'll take a, a wide receiver, but I don't think you're going to see him take more wide receivers than normal because right. of the contracts. Yeah, I, I mean – I don't think there's much room left in the receiver room for uh, for any any newcomers. I mean, yeah, if they draft a first round guy, well, I would obviously. love it. I would love a first or second round pick to knock everybody uh, potentially sure. down a peg. You know, maybe not immediately, but eventually uh, this year. And then you're going to potentially lose Aguilar and Myers. They're both yeah. they're both going to be unrestricted free agents at the end of the season. I think you'll have Bourne. If you know, if Bourne has another year, he's going to be looking. Speaking of this wide receiver explosion mm -hmm. if Bourne has a good year let's say he puts up a thousand yards yeah he could get some attention he's going to be looking for more money right you know i think right. he, he'd be under contract for another year but he's going to be looking to redo that deal sure and get paid yeah so and those guys by the way you know that's why bill i think kind of shies, shies away, from, away the, from them because yeah. those guys are not shy about you know asking for theirs they're, mm -hmm. they're divas by by definition are you uh, are you starting to think the way I am, like that they're not going to make a pick, or, I, or do you still hold out? I hope? think trading down is in is definitely in the cards. Now, 
I think it's interesting, and I wrote a little bit about this uh, for my notes this morning, and I know Peter King wrote a lot about it yesterday. It's Peter King. Correct. Um, the trades before the draft, trades for the, you know involving draft picks before the draft seems to be a growing trend. Um, in 2020, I believe there were six uh, – there were, there were deals made involving six draft picks prior to April 11th. Uh, last year, there were uh, 11 draft picks involved in trades before the 11th. Mm. Um, and then, so that was a total of 17. And this year, there's already been 17 picks uh, involved in trades prior to April 11th. Um, so I think that's something that is becoming more uh, more the norm. I think teams trades? just want to get yeah. their picks uh, that they're moving around. Um, I, I didn't write about this as much, but uh, I think I read Peter King wrote something about uh, I think there's eight teams now that do not have a pick in the top 35 or something like that, um, top 50. I, I forget the exact uh, cutoffs. Seems, like seems like a lot. There's a good amount because I think people are looking at it a little bit differently and saying, you know, I'll take established players and plug them in for a year or two, and then when I don't need that guy anymore, you know, and I'll, I'll just look for another one. And at the same time, you know, teams like the Rams, I, and I know it's – and part of this is because Les Snead sort of embraces the, that reputation, like, you know, with the F the picks yeah. shirt that he wore at the Super Bowl party or parade. Yeah. Um, he hasn't – the Rams haven't done that. The Rams haven't taken first-rounders. They've traded all their first-rounders, first, second-rounders, a lot of them. To get veterans. You know, to get veterans. Yeah. But they've really done well in the middle to late rounds – sort of supplementing that star power around them. Yeah. And and I think that's that's the key. You you can't do it all one way. This is why like I you know people are well, you know, you can't do it the way the Rams do it because no, they they they've been able to do it because they've done some other things well to help those stars. Just like you can't just do it in the draft because it's too hard to just say I'm going to hit on every pick and get a whole team full of guys on their rookie contracts and they're all going to get good and develop together that's really hard to do too like you there's not you can't just do it one way and i think this is one of the th- the strengths of belichick i think over the years is i don't think there is just one way that he thinks i think he's able to adapt and and go year to year and decide i mean look at last year how many free agents they signed yeah because it was a, an anomaly of, of, a, of a situation with the amount of space they had he has and, a- and the lack of money that other teams had to spend at the same time he has a tendency certainly yeah to i do think he tends to want to have draft picks but if that's true that if it's like eight teams that don't have a pick in the top 35 something like that i mean that don't, mean, don't hold me to no that but i mean that's still that's a lot of t- that's a lot of teams that other teams that have multiple picks yes and well, and that was part of the Eagles uh, in right. Saints. Like right. The, the Eagles had three, and they traded and they, them to right. you know one of them to the Saints. You know, some of the Saints are in there. Miami had multiple picks. Uh, I think the Giants have multiple picks. Yep. Detroit. The, the Jets might. The, Detroit. Yeah. You know, Detroit. Yeah. Detroit Jets. has one early and one and late. One I late. think in yeah. the first round. So those are the teams, and I, and I think where quarterback fits in here is going to be interesting because it's not a good quarterback class. No, but I've seen Kenny Pickett suddenly going like right. up in the top ten. Well, but the problem is, if you need a quarterback, do you just take one, even though there's some warts to the guy? Now, I personally wouldn't, but I think Carolina at six. That's okay? where I've seen Kenny Pickett. Lately. So they have no quarterback. They have Sam Darnold. Yeah. Um, 
and they have no answers. So it's easy to sit there and say, well, I'm not going to take a quarterback, but now you're resigning yourself to the fact that you will not have a quarterback this This year year. and then potentially be looking for one still next year. Right. Um, I would rather if I was, you know, I I think there's a chance for a guy like Willis. I think there's some Malik Willis from Liberty. The Liberty kid. I think there's some, some upside to his game. But he's no—he's probably the furthest away from being ready. Liberty in North Carolina, or South Carolina, one uh, of the Carolinas. Yeah, I think it's in one of the Carolinas. But I'm, I'm not surprised they haven't heard his name linked with them don't, much. Uh, I think there's some people that like him for there. Uh, some people like him in Pittsburgh too. Yeah, I've um, seen that. Yep. You know, which is a little bit later on. That's around the time the Patriots pick mm-hmm. is is that. So I think if those quarterbacks end up going now personally i wouldn't i i don't think either one of them is a top half of the first round guy i i would be content to wait like if i if in, in my opinion having sam darnold as your quarterback is no different than having kenny pickett like, right but i i think i, I see I, where you're going here though i would just wait it out and see if you get it but if those guys end up going now that drops down some potential talent for the patriots right and there's teams with two picks so yeah. now there's teams that are behind yeah. that might you know a Green Bay or a Kansas City that is supposedly looking for receivers, as an example. All of a sudden, you get your pick of the litter receiver, mm-hmm. and you got a team that's ten spots in front of you with two first round picks. Yeah, that might be willing to give one of them up. So I think that that's this is the the show Thursday night. Um, yeah, you know, uh, two weeks from Thursday when when we get together for the first round, I think there's going to be a lot of lot of wheeling and dealing in that first round. Mm. And the it, Patriots could be involved in it because it seems, they might want to yeah. get, you know, where the Patriots are at 21 could yeah. be prime spot for, you know, I don't know, Traylon Burks or Drake. I mean, Drake London probably gone before that. Jamison right. Williams probably, probably gone, gone before, before that. that. Um, but th- there'll, there'll be there'll be some opportunities if some of those guys end up being on the board longer than you think. Yeah. It seems like this has been the offseason for Salave. for trading. It, you know, more yeah. so than other off-seasons. There's been yeah. tons of trading going on yeah. already. Yeah, and I think it's great. The off-season in the NFL, this is how – when I was a kid, this is how the baseball off-season used to be. Mm. Like, you had free agent signings, you had trades, you know, blockbuster yeah. kind of deals. You know, I mean, I go back to my, my childhood, my early childhood. Reggie Jackson went from Oakland to Baltimore as a free agent, like, in 76. Then he went to the Yankees. Like, mm. this is one of the premier players in, in baseball. That never happened in football. Now it happens all right. the time. It's, yeah. I think it's great. Yep. I, I think it's great. The advent of Plan B back in the uh, yeah, early, early 90s. 90s. Remember that? Uh, let's go back to the phone lines at 855-PATS-500. Dave is up in Canada, eh? What's up? Dave. So much. How are you? Very good. Uh, on your mind. I don't know, trivia question off an app I use. I'll throw it at you, but uh, if I can quickly ask. Yeah. Uh, last game of the year, Kyle Duggar had the big club on his hand and Yes. Never heard from it since. Is, was there off-season surgery, or is he okay? I think he had surgery and then played the yeah. game with the club over it. Yeah, I think that. Okay. I think. I think that's. I think. I think that was the report. I think I that's. Remember. I think that's right, Paul. He's back to normal and good to go. I would as assume. As I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll know more when we get to. I, mean, I can't imagine the, the hand practices, injury is going to impact him throughout his off-season. Yeah. Great. Good to know. Okay. Yeah, All right. This is one that came across one of the apps I used. Um, yeah, I, I remember what you're talking about, Dave. He did. Yep. He had the big club over his hand. I that remember was for the Jacksonville game. No, no mm-hmm. he played the playoff game with it, and I remember um, seeing yeah, it. Building. No, I mean, he got hurt in the Jacksonville game, I believe. Yeah. 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 He had Returning, the club. Yeah. yeah, he had the club in the, um, in, in the playoff game. In the playoff game. Right. You bet. 
All right, thanks, Dave. And when I All watched right, that uh, game, uh, that replay of that game on NFL Network the other day, I happened to notice that, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the club. club on his hand. Yeah, toss him out the club. Yeah. Uh, webradio at patriots.com is our email address. Shrisha from Bangalore has a little draft-related game since we've been talking about the draft uh, of late. Let's assume the below set of three players are available to the Patriots in round one. Pick one. You can draft down if you think none of them are good enough. What he means by that? Trade uh, down if right. you don't think one of them is I good guess, enough to take at twenty-one. Yeah, first set of three. Would you take any of these? Trevor Penning, the uh, Iowa Northern Iowa Northern tackle. Iowa. Chris Olave. I just want to take him for that reason, so <laughs> we can sing that when he take him. And Andrew Booth Jr. Actually, he's the cornerback from Clemson. That's uh, that's the guy that I kind of like. Yeah, I if think they, out of if those, they were to make a pick out of those three, I think I would take Booth because I think it's the, the biggest. Position? It's the biggest need. Hmm. Um, but I really do like Olave. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, scoff at that pick at all. I, I mean, as long as they make a pick, I'll be happy. Yeah, and I'm not as familiar with some of the defensive backs because I haven't done as much research on them. But I know Booth, um, um, a little bit just from you know he he's yeah. a first round pick and I've seen his name now for a couple of months. Uh, I think that's a I think that's a big need. I think wide receiver, cornerback, uh, offensive line, linebacker. I think you know an edge guy, inside linebacker. I think these are big needs yeah. for them to fill. That's why I think they can't really go wrong. The They're going to fill a need, I think, almost no matter what they do. Sure. The only thing that scares me about Booth is that he reportedly came up here for an official visit, and a lot of times when they do that, they don't and end Penning up taking the guy. Too. Uh, is it Panning or Penning? Penning. Penning. Yeah. yeah. He he was here, I believe. Vanilla for or vanilla. Which one is it? Is it Izzo or Izzo? Izzo or Izzo. All right, second set of three, Paul. You ready? N'Kobe Dean, Joja, Kair Elam, the Florida corner, and, oh, again, Andrew Booth. He's, I think I'm noticing a pattern here I think Shisha. I would stay with Booth again in that situation, but Dean would be my strong second there. Uh, yeah, it'd be kind of hard to go against that athleticism yeah. at that position. Um, and you like Booth better than Elam, the, the yeah. two corners? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of I agree with you. Uh, last three, Devontae Wyatt. Georgia is just loaded with first-round Georgia's talent. defense, I, we were talking about this on one of the podcasts. I think there's a prospect that, that is slated to go, say, in the top five rounds. Yeah. At every – like all yeah. 11 starters. I know. That's like there's great. like three defensive linemen, four linebackers. Uh, a edge rushers. Edge rusher, a safety. Yeah. What an unbelievable defense they had. Uh, so Wyatt, Trent McDuffie, cornerback from Washington, or Devin Lloyd? Utah. I think I would go Devin Lloyd there. Uh, McDuffie would be tough to, to go against yeah, I mean, there. I, mean I, I, I still – I think – If you can't tell, more. I think corner is a bigger need. Yeah. But – Me too. Know, I, I mean, again, those are good Those are good groupings. I think yeah. those players will be around. You, you didn't go with like, you know – I don't know though, Paul, because the, I'm the, seeing – The top three overall picks. No, but like I, – I, and again, mock drafts are worth what you paid for them. They're Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, but I've seen like Devin's right. Lloyd name up in the top And 10. who was the guy? Was it Walker? From Georgia, yeah, and I think we've seen that guy suddenly uh, vaulting into like the top ten, right. top five, yeah, um, you know, out of nowhere. I think uh, that was the guy that Mike was talking about on one of our podcasts that we uh, recorded recently. Yeah, um, yeah, Trayvon Walker. Tra- yeah, yeah, he's a guy that is suddenly, uh, you know, mm-hmm. vaulting up the the the, the lists. Uh, back to the Ace Ticket Hotline, Patty. Cousin Patty is in Agawam. Hello, Patty. Hello, gentlemen. Polly, let me ask you a question. What did you do today? 
What did I do today? He's doing it right now. Hey, you're looking at it. Oh, you're listening to it. Flapping his there gums. You go. That's the show right there. That's the show. Oh, I see what nothing. you're doing there. It's a show That's about a show. nothing. This is a show. That's a show. <laughs> Why am I listening to that? Because it's on the radio. Because it's on the radio. Not yet. That's the first thing that came to my head when I heard you say, that's the show. Oh, it's Thursday. Uh, two Thursdays from now. I had to, I had to throw that in there. Um. Well, at least so we'll have stuff. At least we'll have more football stuff to talk about that night. Yeah, we should have Patty. at least two really solid days of draft shows. With oh yeah, the Thursday, you, the yeah. Thursday and Friday. Right, right. I don't know, but I, I, I make no promises about Saturday. No. On, um, I was reading an NFL Network um, article yesterday, and it, it kind of dawned on me. And when it didn't, when I had the epiphany, I was like, "Wow, I'm really, I'm, I'm really kind of getting dumb in my old age." But um, somebody had wrote how. Uh, I think it was uh, Daniel Jeremiah, or one of those guys that predicted the Patriots picking a, a guard with their first pick, and they said they lost their two starting guards, Ted Karras and, and Shaq Mason. And I, I'd forgotten that, like, Karras had replaced Michael Onwenu after a few games last year, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? As much as it may suck, we these guys might actually take, like, Zion Johnson or, oh, yeah. or like, Kenyon Green, yep. one of those offensive guards with their first pick. I could, I could right. see that. Yeah, that Definitely, could happen. Patty. And you know what? I w- I'd be fine with I that. I won't be. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, Paul will, Paul will throw the uh, the Eric uh, hissy fit. Just take one in the fourth round and plug him <laughs> in at starter. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I, I just li- I, I, I like when they make a pick in the first round just because I, I feel like they, they're targeting somebody talented. Whether, regardless of the position, it's somebody talented. And, and, I, and I think they can't have enough of that, especially the way this last season ended. Got to get that bad taste out of your mouth. Uh, they, they have too much of a talent gap between some of these better teams in the AFC, in the AFC East, for that matter. So they got to do something. And, and if they want to keep Mac Jones upright, give him a chance to you know, develop a little bit more. You know, we saw how bad it was at the beginning of last year. If they take a lineman... I could understand the thinking behind it. I, you know, it's not going to be the most exciting pick, but I'd rather they do that than trade down. Certainly. Oh yeah, me too. All right. Well, that's all I got, guys. All right. Thanks, Patty. We'll talk to you soon. I'm sure. Uh, Chris Fish, our guy from Virginia, corrects corrects us. Uh, Liberty is actually in Virginia. He okay. Says. Uh, in Lynchburg, about an hour and fifteen away from Vatech. All right. Uh, I can't remember who I thought was in the. There was a school in the Carolinas. I thought I thought it was Liberty, but obviously I was wrong. Um, Duke. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> I, I didn't go with the obvious. <laughs> uh, how? Oh, are oh, Wake Forest. Yeah, thinking of Wake Forest. Yeah, no. I, 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 I was always thinking that Liberty was in the Carolinas. First. I thought I it was. Why. I thought I thought it was in North Carolina too. I don't know mm. why. But. Uh, this is Howard from Stratford, Connecticut. Guys, don't often agree with Eric, but respect with respect to the draft, the closer I get to it, the more and more I move toward your way of thinking and that the Pats are trading down out of the first round to build up the draft picks for later in the draft. If BB does stay in the first round, I think it's for either a cornerback or other defensive help. I don't see him picking a wide receiver or any offensive help in round one. I don't think you can discount anything. I mean, you, you know... Like you said, Paul, they can use help in a lot of places. So other than those handful of positions that we talked about, quarterback, tight end, I mean, somebody wrote in saying, you know, safety. Would you take a, a safety in the first round? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. 
But, but I know everybody looks at the Michigan kid and the ja- uh, Daxton uh, Hill kid. D- yeah, and and everybody loves him, and you know that's a versatile guy. Like I just want a guy who fills a role, fills a need, um, that has talent. Like I don't I don't want a stiff just to say, well, like, I just I drafted the 16th uh, tackle on the list so I could put him at tackle. No, I want a good player. But I think there are a lot of you know players that are similarly. Uh, Evaluated, clearly, clearly, <laughs> um, that that would make sense. That would fill needs like like the corners and the wide receivers and the linebacker. I think there's a lot of options there. An offensive line is one of them. Absolutely, I just don't want an interior offensive lineman that, you know, Joe Tooney, Shaq right. Mason. These guys yeah. weren't first round picks, right? Like you don't have to get really good guards in the first round. Was Tooney, I think Tooney thir- was three was and Shaq three was and four. Shaq was four, right? Yeah. Yeah, and both of those guys are now getting paid like first rounders. So. Right. Yeah, I, no, I know it's it's, but Bill can't draft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the blah police are, are out. We were just talking about Georgia. They're just showing their defense too, and all these players. Ridiculous. That's Kobe Dean right there. Yeah. Seventeen. Yep. Man, good players to watch there. Uh, they, Tim, they, they can't see it. Now I know. Yes, I know. Thanks, thanks, Fred. Uh, Tim from Rhode Island, Paul and Eric, just a couple things, some football-related, some not. Uh, first, do you think the Patriots should draft John Mechie if he's available when the Pats pick in round two? Sure. I don't love him. but Even in round two? Yeah, I don't I don't love the player. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I would think about it in, in round two if he was available and that was something that would make Mac happy, mm. you know, based on their interactions. Yeah, you know, interactions. They have some uh, some rapport from playing a season together. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't be opposed to that. And do you think he'd be available to start the season? No, I don't. He's the one that got hurt in the SEC in the SEC championship, championship game. game. Yeah, yeah. I he might be available, but he's certainly not going to be the type of player that you yeah, saw. I in just college think it's because it, it's too soon. And it's also exacerbated. It's one thing to say like. Wes Welker tore his ACL in, you know, at, at the end of December, early January, and then, you know, he came back the next year. Mm. But right. that's Wes Welker, you know, ending his third season with the Patriots and entering his fourth season with the Patriots. This is a rookie yeah. coming into the league who is missing out on all of the time on the field, oh, learning yeah. learning Valuable the offense off- and, yes. you know, developing a, a rapport with, with Mac Jones right. and, and all that stuff. Yeah, he'll play. I think he'll play at some point. If not right away, I don't think he will play right away. But I don't think he'll be right. Yeah, you, your best case probably one. with someone like that would be like NFI to start the season. Yeah, that would be my guess. And is then that maybe he shows up late October, November. That would be my guess. Is you would know? be without him the first six weeks. But I, you know, I'm not ruling it out. He could be yeah. ready to go. Yeah. You know, eight nine months, nine months removed from surgery. Sure. He could be back. You just generally don't see players coming back right away as strong or right. as fast as And I as think they with were. a rookie, it's exactly It's going to be even harder, yeah. Uh, second football question from Tim in Rhode Island. What position, all things being equal, would you prefer the Pats take in the first round? I think you and I are of equal minds here. Corner. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think that's the biggest of all the needs. That's the most glaring, and that's the, that's the way I would go. Uh, non-football-related. Eric, I'm going tomorrow evening as well to see Ain't Too Proud. Should be a great night. Well, come say hello. I'm down in the, in the uh, first few rows. Look at you. Center Orchestra. Look at you. Come say hi. Um, yeah, we've had those tickets for years. 
we see some great shows right up right up close. Every once in a while, we see a bad one. Like, like you we, had like, one, like, like we did a, li- recently. Yeah, it was it was one of the worst ones I've ever seen. Um, but we have a great view of it all, and you can. Uh, it's awesome. It's it's awesome being so close to the front. Like we're literally like the orchestra pit is two rows in front of us. It's oh man, a good musical performance, live theater on the stage. There's that's that's good entertainment. There's there's really anything like that. Uh, looks like. A, Maddie went to go get your lunch, Paul. So we're going to so. be taking a break soon. But before we do that, we're going to go back to the Ace Ticket Hotline where Jeff is in Texas. What's up, Jeff? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's happening? Yeah. What's going on down there yeah, in, so, in uh, Lone Star State? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's nice and warm today. But I want to talk about uh, a little more about the mock draft. And so um, you guys were just mentioning some names here. But um, a couple of the um, mocks that I... I read about uh, Schrager predicted uh, the, the Patriots uh, stay put and take Zion yeah. in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Chad Ruder has a couple different mock drafts, and he also had uh, Zion and then this guy, uh, Leo Chanel, linebacker, in the first round. Um, what I really like is this other one um, where the Patriots trade down but stay in the first round with the Packers. So they trade down from the 21st to the 28th, and they pick up a third and fourth round or two. I really like that one because, um, you know, I mean, unless there's a great name uh, still there at 21st, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think about the Packers trading? And then they'd have the 21st and 22nd pick right together. The Packers trading with New England? Yeah, that was a that was a, a, a mock draft. So they'd have. So what are you getting? Yeah, what are you, yeah, what are you getting? Well, the Packers would give the uh, Patriots the twenty eighth first rounder and then a third and fourth for the twenty first. Oh, I think they'd make. I think a they would do third that. and fourth round pick to move up seven spots. I would do that. Yeah, yeah. the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I I like that the best. You know, and then they, but it, they actually showed that the Alave might still even be there. So, would the Patriots give up Alave and, and take that? I, who knows, right? <laughs> I think they would because, as Paul said, there's you could probably get a decent receiver in the second round anyway. Absolutely, in the second. Yeah, yeah, and uh, one one other question. So, let's say the Patriots did trade down and they picked up some more picks in like the third and fourth. Mm. Uh, who do you see they might target in the second? Like any names? Uh, that you could see them move around on the board in the second round for receivers, or just uh, in general, any, any any position, any position. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a, a handful of receivers that that figure to be available. And the you know the kid from Boise State is a guy that I really like. Um, sort of in those, you know, second in, in the day two kind of thing. Um, Shakir, I think his name is. I'm trying to look it up as I'm talking to you. I know Sky Moore. A lot of people have yep. been involved with. I don't love him as much as some others do. Um, Sky's the limit with him, though. Oh, that's what they say. Uh, we're not going to do that. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Khalil Shakur uh, is a kid, um, you know, maybe like a third rounder who I, I kind of like. I, I thought he looked like he really competes. Um, I, I I thought he, he looked like a, you know, Six feet, you know, so decent size, uh, can play inside, can do some different things. Mm. And Calvin Austin is a kid that is absolutely electric, um, kind of a running back type, uh, you know, really small, um, little spark plug. Just 
those are the kinds of guys I think the Patriots are lacking, just electric kind of you know players. I know Sky Moore, like I said. Wandell Robinson's another one. These are day two, you know, maybe even early day three kind of picks. I think all, any of those guys would make sense. Okay. And what, what do we have right now? Just one, one second rounder? Yeah, we've yeah. got uh, we've got one pick in each of the first four rounds. Then we've got two in the fifth and two in the sixth. Nothing in the seventh. Right. I think that's it. So eight okay. total right now, but that could change. And you and yeah, I mean, and you guys could see uh, them possibly uh, packaging pick to get a you know packaging up uh, some later round picks to maybe get uh, two picks in the second. Yeah, I wouldn't put anything past them. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, Jeff. All right. All right, Paulie's food is here, so we're going to take a little quick break so you can chow down a Sounds bit. Sounds good. We're going to have, uh, if you're on the Ace Ticket Hotline, stay there. We're going to get to you after the break. We're also going to have more games, and we're going to have a poem. So stay tuned for that here on Patriot Patriots Place on is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grillin' Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment day in and day out to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. 
Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We delivered jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments. A world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb, and our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played, and everyone knows we gave it our all. We, the fans, march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. 
Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. The ruling on the field stands. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments. 
a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. And now, great moments in history. You know what I don't like about these sports shows now? The standing up on the set and, like, you know, awkwardly not knowing what to do with your hands and stuff. Why do they all do this now? They all, like, just stand up. You mean like Patriots Unfiltered? No, you guys sit in the couch. (laughs) We we stand for the rest of it, though. I do. That's that's news nowadays. The regular local news, they they have to stand stand up. up. It's terrible. I like Wendy. Yeah. (laughs) Who? Wendy Nix. Yeah. That's Susie 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 Colbert. Well... I like her. All right, sorry. She's That's been around name. since dirt. She's, I like, she's old. I like Susie. Yeah. That's not very That's nice. That's not nice. I will Monday take Kansas football. City, and I will take the points with Oakland. Nine she, and a half. She's a Monday Night Football, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, she's been around a long time. Uh, I'm ready. Why do you have to reemphasize it? How many times are you going to say how yeah. old she is? She's old. That's another great moment from. Yeah, always with something tactful to say, Freddie K. It's our guy. Uh, we're back from lunch. Paulie's uh, fueled up. We've got a little sustenance in us now. We're ready to go for the last hour here of today's show. Patriots unfiltered. Uh, everything okay, Paulie? You got? Turn your mic on, Fred. Sorry. Sorry about that. Everything is fine. Okay. Uh, we'll go back to the Ace Ticket Hotline eight five five Pats five hundred and your emails at webradiopatriots.com momentarily. But first, Chris with a T I A N. What's up, Paisan? Oh boys, what's going on? Only two today, huh? Yeah, you know, only only the good half. That's fine. I'm already I tired. Mind going forward, if it were just you two, no problem at all. Oh, I would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul, who would you fight with? You couldn't fight exactly. With yeah, I right. had to apologize at the start of the show. <laughs> yeah, Mike and Fred aren't here. I have no one to argue with. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a a, a thought. And I wanted to get your uh, your opinion on it. Okay. So, if 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 it were me, um, or, or for basically if it were you, and you were looking at this draft, my reasoning, uh, you know, for sort of taking, you know, obviously you want to get the best player available, and you know, the one that's going to help your team the soonest. And for me, I would want to get the best wide receiver, uh, you know, right at the top available because I think the offense is in a position to uh, win you more games right now than the defense is, if that makes sense. So, yep. you know, in other words, like They're further targeting a corner. The offense is further uh, ahead, you think. Right. Yeah. So I feel like in an offensive league, let's give Mac all the pieces he needs. You know, Devontae uh, Parker was a, a great addition, but it should definitely not, you guys mentioned this last week, preclude them from taking a wide receiver high because 
you know, just look at next year when he got Myers up. Um, and I think it was uh, – who's the other guy that's up next year? Aguilar. Aguilar. Yeah. So you're going to need bodies, and I just think the more bodies you throw at that position, what do you guys think of that? Are you, are you thinking along the same lines, or do you want that shutdown corner and then target the wide receiver? I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth if they take a yeah. receiver in round one. Great, you know? I would rather have a corner. Um, I think that's the more pressing need. I like, think, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think they need help all around, both sides of the ball. Um, but I like what you're thinking, though, Christian. Like the. If the offense is closer, do what you can to you know finish that project first, and then move on to the defense. Right. Like I, I can, I can be persuaded for that yeah. uh, as well. I, I just hope they make a pick. You know, I, I'm beginning to get that <laughs> oh, that sinking feeling. Right. You know, that they're going to say, "Oh, yeah, there's more value later on," and all that nonsense. Um, but I'd, I'd rather they just make a pick. So if they take a receiver, great. That helps your cause with what you just said. And if they take a corner. They're addressing what I think is the biggest need of any of the positions. So I'll be fine either way, honestly. Yeah, no, that's, I would. I just want them to get start to get faster, and, yep. and you know, you know, on both sides of the ball. Um, yep. I had a question for you guys, and I haven't heard his name at all, really. What's the status of Hightower? He's still a free agent. Yep. Just a free agent. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, and it, so, I mean, I, I mean, you see them bringing him back at all if he's drawn any interest from anybody besides i mean i don't think he's drawn interest from the patriots but has he drawn no. interest from anybody at not, all not I, that i've heard I, no. I don't see him coming back i don't i think he's yeah. probably done but that's just a yeah. hunch and you know you never know what could happen with injuries in training camp or the preseason and he's still unsigned and they need somebody you know you can't rule that kind of right. thing out you know especially with a guy like him uh who's been here for so long and done so much so uh, and you know who's still yeah, out there too, Christian, is Gilmore. And right. I, I'm yeah, I'm a little no. stunned that we're this far into free agency and he hasn't signed with anybody. Yeah, I think that the the, the whole thing that's going on now there's there's a you know couple of dozen quality players available in free agency mm-hmm. still, and I think now the teams are waiting till that deadline for compensatory picks um, yeah. to be. To, to come and go and oh, then they okay. can sign these guys because I don't think there, there's a handful of guys like Gilmore that are not veteran minimum type guys. Right. They're going to get something and I think at this stage you've waited this long why not just wait it out? Yeah, what's that date? Yeah. I forget. Pre uh, or post draft? I think it's a little after the draft if I'm not mistaken. I think mm. it's in May. Yeah, th- yeah you're right. <clears throat> Maybe like May nine. All right, guys. All like right that. Christian. Thanks for calling, buddy. Appreciate you as always. Um, yeah, I'm just surprised that he didn't sign early on. In the, like in those first two weeks, uh, Gilmore. Yeah, I mean, I think that the age and the injury uh, probably scared some teams off from giving him the long term deal that he was probably looking for. He's probably looking to sign his last yeah. contract. Yeah. Um, and maybe teams weren't willing to do that. So you recalibrate, see what's available, uh, and then you you take the next best thing if you're Gilmore. We'll see what, mm. how that unfolds. Uh, Sulman in the Bay Area is writing in on uh, web radio at patriots.com. Hey, crew, with Brandon King leaving for the Colts. Brandon King. Thank you. I know the biggest impact will be losing the soundbite of Brandon King, which we played earlier. Uh, the bite will sorely be missed. I don't think it will be much of an impact on the field, though, since Bill loves to stack up those special teams players. Game time. 
I submitted my version of Patriot's Wordle a couple of weeks ago, and seems like you all liked it. Paul was tremendous. Here's round two, and a reminder of the rules. First, read off the year, which indicates the first season the pl- player played on the Patriots. Oh, then hit number pressure. two. Yeah, because this is all you. I have the answers right in front of me now, Paul. Hit oh, number two is the true. position. Not as much pressure. I right. I'm playing against myself. <laughs> right. Third hint indicates how the player got onto the team. Fourth is college. Last is initials. Read off one at a time. To allow for guesses. Best of luck. Okay. Year. 2000. Bill's first with the Patriots. Okay. Um, am I allowed to just keep guessing? Yes. Because since yes, there's no one you're the only here. one I can't be like, <laughs> silence. Okay. Adrian Clem. Uh, no, but okay. you can keep guessing. Running back. Patrick Pass. No. Drafted. Round three. If I say the next hint, you're going to get it immediately. So I will give you I will give you another hint. Made a big play in Super Bowl thirty six. J.R. Redmond. Yes. There you go. Jesus. Uh nineteen That's just poor to me. <laughs> nineteen ninety two. Nineteen ninety two. Uh okay. Go ahead. Okay. Offensive tackle. Uh Bruce Armstrong? No. No, that was eighty eight. Yeah. Pat Harlow. No. Good guess, though. That's what I was thinking of when I originally first saw it. Uh, Drafted first round. First round. Oh, uh, Eugene Chung. There you go. That's right. Because the year they had the two. I still remember that picture, too, the Giants holding up their jerseys. Uh, 2005. Hmm, This is a funny one. 2005. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I need more information. Linebacker. Linebacker in 2005. Free agent linebacker. Monty Beisel. Yes. Wow. My next hint was going to be, I'm a PR person too. <laughs> uh, 2012. Okay. Oh, this is an obscure one. Safety. Ken Webster. No. That's really obscure, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't even remember obscure. that. Yeah, because he, did, he wasn't here all that long. He was a free agent as well. This is the kid from Baylor. No. No? Syracuse. Who? Syracuse. Mm. <laughs> Syracuse. Syracuse. You're from Syracuse, guy? <laughs> I'm from Dedham. <laughs> uh, I need more. Syracuse safety. Initials SG. Oh, Steve Gregory. Hey, wow. You came down to the last one there. Sorry, right. guy. All right, two more. Two more. I two. was thinking draft picks. No, I know. 2004. 2004. Okay. Oh, this is not fair. This one's not fair. Wide receiver. Drafted round five. P.K. Sam. There you go. I knew because. Uh, oh, the initials wouldn't have been fair. Yeah. Uh, at 2016, this is the last one. 2016. Oh, my goodness. 20. 20- 16. Wow. I'll be very impressed if you get this one. 2016. Okay, yeah. so it must not be a draft pick. Okay. Defensive so tackle. Defensive tackle. Oof. Undrafted rookie defensive tackle. Wow. From Ole Miss. What's the name of that guy that left? He had the Arthur, uh, yes, yes. No. Play with Carolina. No, 
No. No, I know who you're thinking who of. Who's that? I can't think of his name, but I know who you're talking about. Okay. All right. I need more. Woodrow Hamilton. Uh, I never would have gotten that. Yeah. Never, ever would have gotten that. No, I, I even You could have given me the initials. I, forgot, I still wouldn't have right, gotten Right. That's why I skipped over the initials, because I even forgot that that man existed at all. Uh, good game, though, Sulman. Nice job. You got some uh, some tough ones in there for uh, for Paulie. I he love, was, he I was love. facing the toughest competition. He was facing himself, too. I so. love those games. Keep them coming. Yeah, we've got a couple of other ones uh, on deck, but we'll go uh, back to the Ace Ticket Hotline. Willem and Philem. <sighs> What's happening, bro? What's going on? Uh, you know, we're struggling through. We're grinding. <laughs> but y'all, y'all doing a good Y'all hanging in here. We're doing our good best. Job. Thanks, man. Great. Brave will be proud. <laughs> no, he won't. He'll he'll mock us. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I have so much I want to say, and I I know I'm short for time. Please, so. no. The floor is yours. Okay. All right. Um. So I have. Let me see what uh, I got. About ten minutes left. Anyway. All right. So I about three topics basically. Um. Uh, two is the draft, and one is as far as just receiver in general. All right. Not the a draft. Person, anything. Yep. Okay. So, um. I hear all this trading down and all this, you know, enough. Like, just take, if a star player falls to you, take him. Whatever, whatever position it is, and if he's a day one starter, just take him. Hey, you're preaching well, to the choir, man. Yeah, I think You are I, preaching to the choir. I think they would do that. If, like, a star yeah, player I, falls to them, I think that they would do that. I would hope so, Paul. Right. I, I, don't, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't say never with Bill. He's burned like, me too I, many exactly, times. Exactly. But I'm just, I'm like, so get all this building draft capital and all this. Look, these players, I mean, these star players are there. You get a once-in-a-lifetime generation, whether it's linebacker, receiver, corner, free take, who just take the player. Stop all this moving around the draft. Mm. Like, I mean, you know, we, I mean, I, I, I just think sometimes Bill still that he had Tom Brady there. Like, let's, let's go. Let's go ahead and make, you know, get your play with us. If you want Derek Stingley and he flies a little bit more than usual and he's that close to twenty one, go get him. You know, uh, if if it's if it's Garrett Wilson, go get mm. him. If it's if, if it's Jordan Davis, get him. Like I don't care, just just get the player. You know, and stop all this trading back. I mean, Will, how long have how long have you been back. listening to our show? Oh man, oh. Um, I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say as long as Claire or or Eldred. I, I'll say that. So, um, but. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know if you've been listening long enough to remember some of my draft day tirades when they <laughs> traded down out of the first round because you're you're ex- you're articulating exactly what I have been saying for years uh, on right. on the first night of the draft whenever they've done that. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I understand if they're trading down to get some and then they target somebody like right. later on that we know that's a quality player, or whatever. But a lot of times they just. I feel like they just pass up on so many talented players who go on to have yes. you know great careers or, or solid yes. careers in the NFL, yes. and I just lament the fact yes. that they could have had them. And Keep preaching, man. yeah, Please. so that's I mean that that that's uh, you, you know you're you have a uh, you know you have an audience here that agrees with uh, with that. Well, just just know, Eric, I'm I'm right along with you. Now, I feel the same way you feel. Trust Misery loves company I, on round yeah, one. I just think me. if a star player falls, then they'll take him. I hope so. Like I think, you know, I hope so. Uh, I, I all right. So all right. So this one, Paul, I need you to kind of understand this one. I mean, you too, Eric. I'm sorry. Um, so this is what I think Bill might do if this happens, and I know Bill loves free safeties. Okay, if Cal Hamilton falls 
and because the knock on him is because of his 40 time, right? I think Bill would take him. Why I would say that? At 21? Okay. That would be an example yeah. of a star player falling to you. Yes, I, I agree 100%. Right. right. So, and I'm saying for the reason is because, you know, all those free safeties that we have are strong safeties. They can play in the box. But there's only one that could play in the center, which is Devin McCourty. Right, I agree. But I agree with William 100%. He can do all that, yeah. Yeah, I just don't think he'll be available at 21. Yeah, true that. I mean, you know, I, I just think if it – for some reason, I don't know, I just hear this knock about his speed. You know, other than that, 6'4", I'm, I'm taking it. Like, good I'm player. Yeah, player. yeah. Good, good player. I mean, yeah. most people have him in the top 10. Yeah. Right, and uh, this is my last last one, and, okay. I'm, out, and I'm out the way. All right. All right. So, okay, I, I get it. I hear this all the time. I've seen it all the time from podcasts, from Patriots on Filter, and anywhere else, basically, I just hear this. But I am not doing this, and I don't care, all right? <laughs> I am not trading my 21 pick because Jameson Williams is sitting there, a first-generation first, a first generation wide receiver, a burner that the Patriots never, ever had. And I'm going to give it to Kansas City, and then I have to see these boys later. I don't think so. I don't think so. If, if all, like, what I'm saying is if Kobe Dean is gone, if, if Jordan Davis is gone, I mean, is Jamison Williams falling there? Is no, I mean, he's right there for you. I mean, I get the knock on him. I understand that. And I understand, Paul, you wouldn't take it because, it, you know, maybe because his injury, uh, what's going on with him right now as far as the torn, torn ACL. I get it. But I'm not trading him against I'm not doing it. I'm not trading nobody. Yeah, Jamison Williams no. would cause me to – to give it some thought, though, because he's obviously better than the 21st pick. And yeah. if he's available because of the torn ACL, I would have to think about it a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, I, I get your – you know, he's he's better than that. He's a better than if, – if, if he didn't have the torn ACL, he'd be probably off the board in the top 10, if not the yeah. top five. Oh, yeah, no doubt. He wouldn't be nowhere near it, Paul. No. He would be I agree. Nowhere near. So I would have to think about it because of that. Hmm. Right. Um. So I just want to say, on draft day, when y'all go live, yep. I, I will call in, hopefully. and uh, We'll be there. Just yeah, hope, hopefully, hopefully uh, all three days, players. William. Yeah. We'd like to hear from yeah. you all three days. Listen, listen I will be there. Listen, you know, much like Tiger Woods walking the course at Augusta, it, it gets three, harder. Right. There's a three tough shows to <laughs> right. get through. Each round gets harder and harder, believe me. <laughs> we need all the help we can yeah. get, yeah. William. We're struggling at the end there. All right, yeah. Will. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No doubt. We are going to be See, looking I like Tiger. See, I bring it all full circle all right. the time. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, you're a professional. You're a broadcast professional, yeah, Paul. Yeah, I don't get paid, so that's no, me a professional. No, no, you and I both. All right, we've got another game, though, for you. Courtesy of Neil in New Brunswick. He's got another edition of the Games with Names. Okay. All during the Brady era. Oh, I love So it. you've got your parameters set. Uh, the 99-yard pass game. Dolphins, Monday night, opening 2011, maybe? Bingo. You remember the score? 38-24. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like he's reading the email. Uh, the <laughs> the only Michael Floyd highlight game. <laughs> that was also Miami. That was, was also not? Miami, yes. Uh, late in the year at yes. Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes. I, I mean, don't tell me. What, maybe, I don't know. 16? 15? It was New Year's Day 2017. Oh, so it was 16. So it was I 2016 was right. season. I was right. right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's a good note. I forgot that. Yeah, because it was uh, Edelman coming across the hey, he uh, blindside. And he, he blindsided somebody. Oh, some poor Dolphins yeah. uh, defender. And everybody was, got all excited right. about it until he caused an interception in the playoffs right. the next week. But. Uh, Brady returns in red. 
Buffalo. Not o- 2001, he Buffalo says. Buffalo 09. Yes. Bingo. Monday night. The uh, early Monday night game. 7 o'clock start. Ooh. Sniff. 25-24. That's exactly right. Yeah, I was waiting for it. What are you shaking your head for, Morrell? <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's, That's it is. All. It is. It's like Rain Man. Uh, Brady returns part duh. Still not 2021. So, like, Cleveland week five, the year that he was suspended? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, that okay. was 2016, week don't, five. I, I got I got. You don't remember sad, the score? Sad news. I, no I score? E- I couldn't even pretend to tell you the score. I have no idea. 33-13. Wouldn't it not even? Cl- I wouldn't. Yeah. No, no guesses even. Uh, this should be. Uh, this is a memorable one. The Letterman jacket game. That was uh, Houston, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yep. Monday night game in December. Was it fifteen? Seventeen? No, no, no. The other way. Fourteen. Thirteen. <laughs> 2012, wow. week 14 of wow. 2012. That long ago? Oh. Remember, J.J. Watt came into the tunnel you know, and Wah. all those guys. Yeah, had and, then, their and then I, I could tell you the leather, playoff. The leather sleeves. The playoff game they played a, a few weeks later. Yep. I think the score of that game was 41-28, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I, I don't d- remember the score of the Monday night game. It was a 42-14. Yeah, it was a blowout. I yeah, remember that. Yeah, very similar. Very similar. Uh, the Jesse James catch question mark game. Jesse James. So this is the Pittsburgh game. Yep. That was yep. like uh, late season, the end of the season in seventeen. Correct. Week fifteen. Yeah, and they won. They won uh, by say 27-24. Yeah, they didn't even need a touchdown. Well, that's right. <laughs> so it made it worse. Welker's muff game. Welker's muff game. I don't know that game. He's got New England 34, New Eng- uh, Denver 31 overtime 2013, week 12. Welker muffed? Welker did not. See, this is, why, this is why I go crazy trying to get Wes Welker into the Patriots Hall of Fame because of propaganda that is not accurate like mm. this. Wes Welker was playing for Denver in this game. This was the... The uh, unbelievable comeback game. Yes. The, it was a lot of wind, and the Patriots punted in overtime. The punt was way short and hit an up guy. Uh, that's right. And Welker was back, but he did not muff right, the ball. Right, 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 right. Uh, I remember. He had nothing to do with the play other yeah. than the fact that, that he, he was, was the, the guy back man. deep yeah. and was yelling, Peter, Peter. Mm. And it hit uh, a Broncos up back. Yeah. Patriots recovered in field goal range, kicked the field goal, Gostowski, to right. win it. And they were down 24 nothing. Yeah, I believe at the half at halftime. Yeah, and a nice came, little player. They he came was. back, took a thirty-one twenty-four lead. Manning drove the Broncos like eighty yards into the wind mm. to tie Tied it thirty-one thirty-one. Yeah, and then both teams had the ball several times in overtime. Even though Bill kick, choosing to kick in overtime was the reason they won. He chose to kick in that game. Yes, because it was wow. the wind was the wind. Yeah, immense, but. The Broncos got stopped. The Patriots got stopped. Right. The Broncos got stopped. The Patriots got stopped. Then they fumbled, mm. and that's how the Patriots ended up. Man, winning. God, that's such a long time. That ago. was a great game. That was one of the most memorable games in, in uh, yeah in Gillette Stadium history. You mad bro? Regular season, regular season game. You mad bro game? That was at Seattle. Yep. In twelve. Yep. Maybe week four. Close six. Six. Yep. 
24-21 Seattle? Mm, 24-23. 24-23 Seattle. Yeah. That was the. Um, you notice the that was the, the uh, Tavon Wilson. Uh, notice the more recent the games are, the less the less likely, likely are know, to, get to know the score. Right. Uh, Nate that, that was Nate Ebner and Tavon Wilson playing safety at the end. Yeah, Russell Wilson threw rookie a bomb year threw a bomb. A touchdown. Yep. And finally, the Boston sports comebacks game. I don't know that. I don't know what that means. Oh, there were two different Boston sports comebacks. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about now. O three, Patriots, uh, Seattle, or Tennessee. No. And then the in the Red Sox coming back to beat Oakland in the ALC, uh, ALDS. That would game four. I'm not going to two different da- comebacks at the same day. I'm not going to dispute your uh, memory of the facts, but he's got an alternate one. Okay. In week six of 2013, Patriots 30, New Orleans 27. That would have been the oh yeah, uh, that's definitely a two comeback game. It's right, David Ortiz Grand Slam that, night that versus uh, Detroit. Yes, but <laughs> the, the the thing that was it's uh, unbelievable. Well, wait a minute. I mean, yeah, David I Ortiz I Grand know. Slam game is pretty I famous. <laughs> I, you don't have to be a freak to know that one. But the other one to me was better because the games were happening simultaneously, and I remember the Patriots were losing. That one in 03 You talking about? Yeah, yeah, I think it was it was either Seattle or Tennessee. They were losing, and. Ortiz again was involved. Had a huge double. I think the Patriots. I think the Red Sox were down three one in the eighth. They were down two games to one. Down three to one in the eighth, and the and the Red Sox got three runs to take a four three lead. And I think Ortiz had a, like a bases loaded double that scored the runs, and and the crowd went crazy at Gillette while the Patriots happened to be losing. What they do? And show the Patriots, it on the, they show it on. The, or they I don't remember if it was like shown or if it was announced. Just people, no, but oh, like people, people on just, the phone, you know, yeah. people yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just found out about it, and there was yeah. a roar of the crowd while the Patriots were losing, and the Patriots were pissed. Well, uh, like after the game, you know, we're we're, we're getting beaten. Yeah, you know, the crowd is cheering. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Oh my that God. was the game I remember with the the comebacks, and then the Patriots ultimately came back and won that game. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Ty Law. Clinched the game with a pick six. That was limping down the side. That line. was two thousand three. I want to say 03, Yes, they beat Tennessee that year in October, early October, thirty-eight thirty. Okay, that that that's the game. Is there a Seattle game in there that year? Home no. against home against Seattle. No. Okay, that's the game then. Tennessee that day. Okay. I'll bet you if you what's the date. October 5th. Okay, Matt Morell, look up October 5th, 03 Red Sox, and I'll bet you it's game four, Red Sox beat Oakland. Four to three. That's awesome. It's just, it's, yeah, thumbs up from Morell in the booth. That's unbelievable. That was the the two comeback day I remembered. It's almost like he wrote the story and was reading it back to me. That's That's how his memory was. That's incredible, Paul. It's not really all that it incredible. Is, it is all that incredible because nobody it's sports. remembers it's that. It's not real. No, but it, that level of detail is what's incredible. Like somebody's saying, yeah, oh, I remember that day. Like the, the Red Sox came back and won and the Patriots came back and won. That would be the memory that most people have. You just read like a box score. It's, it, it's, it's a gift. It's a if gift. If it had ball. anything to do with anything that I could benefit from in any way, I know. it wouldn't be in my head. No, I know. You know who's in my head right now, though? Sean in Vancouver because he's been on... The ace ticket hotline, patiently waiting. How you doing, Sean? Great, great. Um, you know, I also don't like the tweet, well, the reaction to the Adam Schefter tweet, because 
Uh, I talking about Dwayne Haskins now. Well, yeah, just okay. the, the thing about you know ha- having uh, not succeeded with uh, Washington and Pittsburgh, and because uh, yeah. as as an improviser, I embrace failure. So I think it's just a strong, or too strong a reaction to that. Like it's, it's he still accomplished a lot, and you, you got to take chances in life, you know. So you shouldn't really just. I don't think people should make that such a negative. I don't know what we're talking about, to be honest. He was talking about the, the, the Dwayne Haskins. Who are we making? What like are Schefter? We, we're critical of Schefter, yeah, or the no, people, no, no, the, the people the, that I were. Agree with you. The, I, I, are we making fun of the people that made fun of Schefter, or are we making fun of Schefter? I'm because I'm fine I'm either way. I thought the tweet was like in poor taste. I really did. I just thought the reaction was a little over the top. That's what I, I agree with you. I, I I just think it's it's over the top. I don't think it's. It's necessary to to have that um, kind of uh, reaction to that, like to right. say that it's it's, right. it's, okay. it's, it's in Portugal, gotcha. whatever. Gotcha. So, but the um, I have a question for you, Paul. Um, would you feel worse if the Patriots at twenty one took Zion Johnson, or um, would Eric feel worse if they passed on the uh, on Eric, the pick altogether? Eric would feel worse. If they passed on, if they pa- if they traded if, down out of twenty one, you'd feel worse than I would if they took a starting guard. Yeah, probably. Because Zion Johnson would start at yeah. guard probably in week one. Yeah. Right. So you would feel worse about oh, that yeah. than I would. Yeah. I'll 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 try my best to hide it, but. <laughs> is that what you do when that happens? Is that is that an example of you yes. trying to hide it? No, I'm saying going forward, I will. Her will be better. Don't don't. I mean, it, it, I think it's interesting. <laughs> I know it brings you guys very <laughs> some of the best of moments in the show's history. Yeah. I agree, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to feel bad too. I don't want them to trade. I mean, I want them to trade down in the second round if they could maybe trade with say Tampa Bay, like the 54 for 60, and give them uh, 127 to get back and uh, another pick in the top 100. If they can do something like that, that might work. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's where the I think that's where the players are in this draft. Really, is that second and third round? Like, yeah, but the higher I you get, get a, the better one. player you're going to get it's, there. True. I don't know. And that's why I think Tampa Bay would move up, but I don't know. I wouldn't be upset with that if you got another top 100 pick because they can use a lot of players. They have a lot of needs, right? They do. Oh yeah, they do, Sean. You're right. Yeah. All right, Sean. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Oh, think man. Had, do you think he had his blinker on that whole <laughs> You hearing that? Hey, <laughs> hey, guy, turn off <laughs> turn your off, blinker. Oh, my God. You know, we were talking about uh, grammatical pet peeves, driving pet peeves, the people who leave the blinker on when they're uh, not turning fa- anywhere. Leave my father alone. <laughs> Listen, man's 82 I'm not years. talking about Al Perillo. man's 82 years old. Not talking about a poor Al Perillo. But that happens I can't so tell many you how many times. times the, my, oh, my brother and I, if we're going somewhere back with them in, in unison, turn yeah. your blinker off. <laughs> oh. Oh, but it happens all the time. How do you not hear the noise in the car? How do you do it? I don't know. Some of these cars Drives nowadays, they don't really make the noise anymore. So it must be even more mad. But, like, you've made the turn just, I mean, it's just as simple as just pulling back on the lever. You're not, not making the turn anymore. Turn it off. I know, guy. Oh, it drives me up a wall. Uh Chris with the TIN writes back that that game we were talking about in 03. A call and a write in. I like it. Well, because he wants to say that's the Mike Cloud game. That okay. Tennessee game. That's okay. how he that's how he thinks of it. Okay. Right? So he's got a name for yeah, it. Yeah, two long touchdown, well, at least one long touchdown yeah. run. Hey, hey, you you get off of Mike Cloud. Yeah. That's what I used to. 
remember. <laughs> <laughs> and I get mocked for knowing the scores of the games. We all have our things, guy. We all have our things. Uh, another game from Ramon and Tampa. The games are coming fast today, Paul. Ramon. Uh, seems like a great day to fire these off. Yes, indeed. Three of them. One. Uh, well, actually, just two. Uh, would you rather have all five Boston teams? He's including the Revs, I guess. Uh, Why wouldn't you? Win a <laughs> would you have rather have all five of them win a championship the same year? Which... Uh, which Came close to happening a couple of times. Or five consecutive years. Or the Pats set a record, maybe most franchise wins, that doesn't get broken in your lifetime. I think I'd rather the... I need to know what the record... What's the record? Well, he's he's saying as an example, maybe most franchise wins. I mean, they kind of already did that, though, right? Yeah, I don't care. I mean, that kind of SID stuff doesn't excite me. If you're telling me, would I rather have all five win a, win a championship or, like, the Patriots win so many Super Bowls that it's all-time most ever, then I would take the Patriots. Yeah, but I think he means like a team record. Maybe not like a Super Bowl kind of record, but like a yeah, I would, I would take SID the type I would thing. Take the I would take the five, I mean, five as well, too. That'd be, yeah, that'd be I mean, crazy. I grew up here. These are my teams. I would like to see them all win. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of years, though, where like maybe not the exact same year, but like, you know, Red Sox winning it, Patriots winning it, Celtics were winning it, the Bruins were in the right, like, Stanley you know, Cup finals. Th there's, there's some oddities involved, like in 11, and, yeah. and again, I don't know if it like counts like the previous year. The yeah. overlapping the But season. they won, um, like they lost in the Super Bowl in 2011. Yep. They won the Stanley Cup in 2011. Yep. The Celtics were fully capable of winning it all in 2011. They yeah. got derailed by right. some injuries and yep. whatnot. And – um, the Red Sox had on paper, mm. quote Boston Herald, the best team ever mm. <laughs> in 2011 that got done in by the chicken and beer scandal, and they oh, fell apart in September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yep. that's a year that that's it legitimately could have happened, right? Even though they only won one, right? Yeah, and the past 20 years, just Boston sports in general has been just so like. If you lived in another part of the country, there's a reason why you hated Boston so much because, like, every time you looked, every new sport, well, plus, new season. Like, everything they put on TV is, like, the guy from the commercial. Right. Like, your cousin. <laughs> right. right. No one's like that here, but that's <laughs> – I mean, that's what we're You've seen the new for. one with Boston Dynamics and the robots? Yeah. He's doing <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what we're known for is, like, obnoxious, boorish behavior. Yeah. You know, yeah, myself, myself, not, you know. Yeah, notwithstanding. Present right? company uh, <laughs> excluded. Right. All right. Uh, another game. Uh, who's considered the top – or most revered coach and player in all of Boston? Of all time? Most I revered coach and player. I mean, Brady's the most revered player. Um, there was a time I, I would have said... I think he's, ta he's taking a run at giving the title away. No, I yeah, say he's trying. That. He's trying, yeah. But I, I don't think anybody ever eclipsed I mean, the popularity of Tom Brady. Larry Bird would have been it before, Larry Bird, before he came Ted around. Ted Williams, like David oh, Ted, Ortiz. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there are guys that would be, you know, Bobby Orr Bobby is probably two. Yeah. Um, but I don't think anybody ever eclipsed Tom Brady. Coach is tougher. Coach, I think you'd probably go Red Auerbach. Mm. And Bill, obviously. Yeah, obviously. If Brett. we're going together, it's 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 no brainer. It's Bill and Tom. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he means. I think he meant separately. Yeah. If you're going separate, I think you can make an argument for Red. Hmm. Um, you know, Bill Russell and Red together. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't think of any like memorable like Bruins coaches. Even though like in the seventies they were they were still pretty good. Uh and Paulie. Uh who oh and who would and would you say that Tiger is the most loved athlete of all time? Tiger? No. I think Tiger's a pretty polarizing guy. Yeah. I think a lot of people either love him or hate him. Yeah. The most loved athlete of all time, maybe Jordan. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because he transcended the just, sport. Just he transcended love, sports love itself. The player. Like, the, like, like LeBron has his detractors. Oh, yeah. Jordan he, didn't really. Like everybody, no. you know, like even they won so much, people rooted against the Bulls. Yeah, but, but they didn't hate him. But they didn't really hate him. It was like, I think, recognizing greatness. Right. Plus he had the, I mean, the ridiculous expansion of the shoe line and the clothing line. Like his logo is now like, like teams have uniforms with his logo on it. Like, you know, the mm-hmm. going up for the dunk. Like that's, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that'd be my pick, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if anybody, anybody eclipses that. But Tiger is like. There's a lot of people that don't like. Tiger. Oh yeah, yeah. Very. I mean, very polarizing figure. Maybe not like. Like I I'd think, say, I probably think LeBron at, is probably more polarizing at the time. At you know in his prime, Jack Nicholas was more revered than Tiger. Like as a golfer, was he? Yeah, it just wasn't as popular mm. at the time. You know, it wasn't worldwide. Golf wasn't as popular. You mean? Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like a worldwide phenomenon the way it is now, like with the internet and all that yeah. stuff. I mean, you know, obviously the sport was international. Yeah, but not as it wasn't as popular. I don't think as it is. But they had great personalities in golf back in those days with with Nicholas and Palmer and Gary Player, and yeah. Lee Trevino, and you know Tom Watson. I mean, I know you're probably going to laugh at this one, but. Pele might be another one that's up there. No, soccer guys are the answers to these questions worldwide because they're the only ones that have, like, that kind of international appeal. Well, I mean, Jordan, I think, has a big international appeal. Well, that's why appeal. He, he transcends. Yeah. That's why, you know, and, 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 but I, I just think that it's the it's soccer, tougher. The soccer yeah. guys, you know, like I think if you had those those kinds of things now, they'll tell you mm. uh, Ronaldo yep. uh, is the most popular athlete today. Yeah, right. probably. He's. I think he goes on the tops of those polls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's and he's like almost getting into Brady territory with how old he is and still playing. So, um, hey, we saw the uh, the Celtics before. I'm going to add this one in too. What uh, what do you think about their playoff chances? Uh, I'd like it better if they could get Robert Williams back out there. But yeah, they should. I mean, they're playing great. They've been playing great for three months. They should be they should be in good shape. I I would like to see Cleveland win tonight. <laughs> And get, easier, and easier get Brooklyn uh, out of the, yeah, get yeah. Brooklyn out of the way, but mm. I'm not not counting on that. Yeah, they're they're Brooklyn stacked, right? Bro- I mean, Brooklyn's been a disappointment all year, but they've been banged up they got all talent, year though. too. They have Durant and they mm. have Kyrie, and if they're both at their best, yeah, um, they're capable of beating you just with those two guys. All right, back to the phones. Rashad's in Baltimore on the Ace Ticket Hotline. What's up, Rashad? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Um, first, Paul, I got to say I love your history because m- one of my questions had to do with 2012, but you already answered who the Patriots played in the playoffs. But I wanted to ask, what, what, besides Patriots, what non-Patriot games, playoff or Super Bowl, was the best y'all ever seen? I'll start for mine. The best non-Super uh, Bowl 
that I seen with the Ravens and the Broncos, twenty twelve. That game, even I, oh, that was I, a great I game. It was the best playoff game. That was, was that a great game. That Joe was Flacco, Joe Flacco, he, Hail Mary, yeah, 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 yeah. to uh, Jacoby Jones. Yes. That was a great game. That was a good game. Good call. Good call. And the probably the suit in the Super Bowl was probably the the Steelers and the Cardinals. Oh, that was a good game too. Patriots Super Bowl. Oh, well, that's the only non Patriots Super Bowl that I. I Santonio I mean, Holmes, if you want to go just playoff catch. game, I mean, sometimes the recency bias gets you, but like the Kansas City Buffalo game. Oh, this that year, was a tremendous um, game. Yes, it was riveting. Yeah, yes. I'm. I, I mean, I don't think I really wasn't a fan of that just because I just I don't like Buffalo. I know you re- got to respect them, but I don't like Buffalo, so I didn't really watch that game like that because I don't really enjoy them, and I don't like Kansas City either. So it was like a lose lose win win mm. situation. I mean, there were. I'm going back a little bit now, but there were some playoff games between the Niners and Cowboys back in the early 90s during the Aikman and Jimmy Johnson era that were yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, that Kansas City-Buffalo game was amazing this year. I And I I was rooting for both teams every time they got the ball to score. It was kind of a fun fun fourth mm. quarter. That's Super and Bowl. I had, I had one more. This is yeah. like a little just, just a side question. Um, so the bigger mistake, Asante Sambu dropping that pick in the Super Bowl or Wes Welker dropping a pass in, in that Super Bowl? I mean, I, I, t- I, mean, I, I would say Welker, but I, I just I put the Welker one more on Brady. Yeah, I just think Welker had fair. more of a chance to catch the ball than Asante did. And it was a little high, wasn't it, the Asante one? Oh, yeah. He had to jump for yeah, it. It went off his fingertips. Yeah, it's tough, but I hate I hate blaming Welker for that. I hate that they call it the Welker drop because it was as bad a throw as it was a bad catch or bad yeah, catch attempt. I, lo- I mean, I love, I, love, I love Welker. I love Welker. I love everything he did. I don't really like to slander him. I don't really like to, you know, like talk about the bad stuff he did because he was a beast. He was a beast. He was a beast. Even when Brady wasn't there. I think he still had over a thousand yards and like over ten touchdowns. Yeah, he had a great year in 08. Yeah, hundred and twenty-four catches, hundred and twenty-three catches, mm. something like that. Yeah, even yeah, coming off the injury too. Oh no, oh eight. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah, oh eight. Oh eight. Yeah. All right, Rashad. Anything else? Um, I guess one more thing about maybe about the draft. I, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be opposed to them trading down just due to the fact that. It's so many. It's so many needs and like it's so many holes to fill. I mean, I want them to draft. I want them to draft an uh, impact play in the first round. But I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad if they did trade down. I, not not this year. Just all the stuff that I've seen, especially that playoff game. You just. You just. You, you need. You need to add more youth. You need to add more athleticism, speed. So I would be mad, but I wouldn't be. You know, I would be fine with them trading down. Yeah, I'm. I'm resigned to it. If they make a pick, I'll be pleasantly surprised at this point. Yeah, I need to see what's available. But, yeah, on on the surface, I agree with you, Rashad. I, I don't think it would be a terrible move to trade down. All right, thanks, guys. All right, Rashad, thanks for the call. Uh, get another email in here before we take another call. It's Jake from Bendigo, Australia. Good day, mate. Uh, got a hypothetical for you. Since we're talking draft, here's one. Instead of players, we're taking coaches. Who would you go if all offensive and defensive head coaches were available in a draft-like system, needing one of each? You mean coordinators? Is that what he means, oh. you think? 
So who would I like to have as I mean, obviously, of a defensive obviously we Bill, you want as your head coach. But is he talking about, like, assistants? Is that, is that, is that obvious now? Hmm. Too bad Fred wasn't here. I could go off on <laughs> 20 minutes on that. Uh, so an offensive coordinator of my choosing. Mm. I don't know. McVay? You mean, I right. know he's a head coach, but if yeah, he's well available. That, that would be my, my choice or, or Andy Reid, but they're head coaches. So yeah. I don't know if they count. Yeah, I, I'm, it, the way he's wording it, I'm not sure if that's what he means. Defensively, just an, anybody who's really aggressive defensively. Um, Sala, Robert Sala. Yeah. Uh, it's tougher. Yeah, it it is it's tougher. tougher. And, and I'm not thinking of some of the coordinators now. I mean – What's his face that did a great Dan Quinn did a great job in uh in Dallas, but I don't like he did, but I don't like that like I mean, I don't know how much he still does the same thing that they did in Seattle. Yeah. Which is great when you have that personnel. Like that cover three zone, you know, that zone. I mean, it worked when you had Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas in their prime, Richard Sherman, they were yeah. hitting everything in sight, Browner. But I don't think it it's worked as well over the last uh, you know, eight years or so. Yeah. What did you think of Lobeau? LeBot with the Lebeau. the uh, zone blitzes obviously were innovative. Um, yeah, he was really good for a long time. Long time. I yeah. I like the aggressiveness of going after the quarterback. Yeah, me too. In big plays. Um. Also, how come you guys get behind soccer and not the Australian Football League? AFL is a much better watch than soccer. Highly recommend it if you're not into it. I agree, but I'm not. Have into, you seen it? I'm not into either one, but I agree that it's more action in soccer have you ever seen australian yeah football it's I, on espn all the time well it? it used to be oh i don't think it is anymore i don't know if i've ever seen the australian is that ESPN, australian rules football is that what it, yeah, yeah i think that's what he's talking about yeah. when when we were uh younger and espn was sort of in its infancy they had mm. all kinds of programming just to fill the yeah. space and that was on all the time oh. stuff like that we used to fool around and do that at practice in football oh yeah all right take one more call here it's ben in pittsfield on the ace ticket hotline hello ben what's up guys you tell us what's on I your mind. Three, I got three things. One of them, oh, so last episode I couldn't call in. It was about grammar. It was just about Paul. <laughs> I hear Paul say, "I would agree so much," but I don't think that is correct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you guys just that been on my chest the whole weekend. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I agree. would agree. Um, yeah, I agree with that. That's that. Is that better? <laughs> is that better? <laughs> Is Love that you, Paul, hey? Let I, me ask I, you this, Ben. Is that is that more better? Is that more betterish? <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, two things that I've been thinking about over the weekend, and I, I mean, I've, you guys know I've called in before. I'm a big receiver guy, but I'm not opposed. Like, if there's any good receivers left, Kansas City and Green Bay are going to want to trade down. Like, if they give us a sweet deal, I am so okay with, you know, taking. Like, even if Kansas City was going to trade with us. What kind of a sweet deal? What are you talking about? Well, so Kansas City has two first rounds, I believe. Um, they have, like, 28 and 29. Um, even if they had just said, here, you take our 20. Like, so, say Jamison Williams is at 21. And as much as I would like Jamison Williams, they, Kansas City says, here, you take 28 and our second one or, one or two of our second round picks, and we'll get to 21, and they, they're guaranteed to get Jamison Williams. I would be okay with that. Um, like I, it's I just know. You, yeah, it's just you can't guarantee that you're yeah, going to get I, that guy. I'm not opposed but. to trading down. 
you know, everybody talks about this draft doesn't have a lot of star power uh, in the first round. And, you know, adding some picks in the sweet spot, quote unquote, you know, in day two, I, I think there's some merit to that. Absolutely. I'm not opposed to and it. I would it, agree with that. It, <laughs> like, <laughs> well done. Zion Johnson, yeah. I've got sentimental value just because of Boston College. I'm going next year, so I got I, I would get his jersey if we drafted him, but I think we got to trade down. You're just going to college You're going to college year? next year as a freshman? Wow. Yeah. I'm going to be oh a freshman God. next year. Wow. I'm getting my grammar corrected yeah, by a senior in high school. <laughs> well, he's a lot clo- more closer to it. More, he's more a, closer. More closer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, I mean, here's my thing, though, is it's just I, as much as we want the really good receiver and the star player, if we can get, like, I'd rather three good players than one amazing player. Oh, I'd rather have one amazing player. I totally disagree. Yeah, I just well, don't think that you have my, much my, of a chance of getting an amazing player at 21. That's what I mean. If the amazing player is Jamison Williams who's going to sit for a year, we're, I feel like we're better off getting, like, three. You know, even, at, like I said, like, if we were able to trade, you know, do a trade and we go to 29 or something, um, 28 or 29, we're still going to get someone good there. You know, it's just not – it's going to be, instead of it being, oh, we need a cornerback, let's get the best one on the board, it's going to be – who's the best player left, whether it's a guard, whether it's a linebacker, whether it's a cornerback. Um, and I think like we're in the position we're in, we're okay to do that if it gets us more draft capital in second round, third round. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like we need the pick. In right. 21, I, I, we're kind of at that spot where things might be gone. You know, we're kind of on the edge of, a lot of good players left, and maybe they're all taken. And no, I, I hear you. I just I'm, feel – I just like – I'm not optimistic about – I'm not optimistic about that 21 pick. Yeah, well, I just would rather close that gap, the talent gap between them and Yeah, and it's, a lot it's of the hard. I, like, I could definitely see both sides, but I, I, I am not uh, I'm not opposed to, to trading down. But mark my words, if they draft Zion, I will get a jersey. I'll no, I believe you. And everything. I believe you. Yeah. What are you, you going to major in? Do you know? Um, I'm in I'm in the business school, but I'm undecided right now. Oof. So hopefully things go well. But maybe I'll become like sports management. And so can, you uh, you're an incoming sports. freshman. Yes. So you're graduating high school right now. Yes. So uh, we're I'm taking a, a an right. analytical call on our show from a, from <laughs> an individual that's a year older than my son. <laughs> right. I can't I can't call blows me away because I have chemistry. Blows me away. But <laughs> All right, Ben. Thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate the call. All right, good Best luck. Of luck. Good Best luck in of school, luck, Ben. We'll, we'll talk to you at the draft. All right, and oh we will talk God. to the rest of you. Can you imagine that on Thursday. Like, seriously, like Will always I, tells me what I don't know. Well, sure, me. yeah. But he's calling into our radio show mm. with like logical, thought out, well thought, yep, reasoned arguments, draft analysis. Yeah. And I'm listening to it, mm-hmm. as opposed to what would be happening if I think my, his voice throws you off a little bit. He has oh, a he's got bit good pipes. He should be yeah. in communications. I right. was going to say that, but then yeah. he said business, and I was like, uh, don't waste your time. Plus, I don't need any more competition. <laughs> but yeah, that kind of blew me away a little bit. A little not, bit. Not going to lie. Not going to lie, dog. I was taken aback. I would agree with that. Okay. And I with would, that, I would as well. And with that, we will see you on Thursday. We're going to have well. We won't see you on Thursday. Probably going to be big timing. I won't see you on Thursday. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll probably be in the terminal waiting for my. Actually, Thursday's questionable at this point, but we'll see you at some point in the near future. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. 
Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.